What's poppin' creatures of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of Bitch What? Oh, y'all just heard my snack. Um, I'm the chaotic couture. And I'm Tommy. Hold on, let me move my mic and move my snack. Okay, and we're back. Um, <laughs> today we finna talk about jobs. City girls. That's what the song's <laughs> called, right? Oh, yeah. I don't need a job. What? I'm in my job. You ain't never heard that song? I I didn't know this song. I didn't think this song was called Job. Yeah, it's called Job or Jobs, plural. Um, yeah, no, I'm not me. really a city girls. Oh, I know that is going to hustle with you. Not not that I don't like listen to their music, but like I don't know the name of them. The only song I know is Act Up. I just like jobs because it's like, I don't need a job, Shaim a job. And Carisha just cracks, cracks me up. <laughs> she knows she hate being called that, which cracks me up. You said what? She don't like being called Carisha. That's her, that's, well, she needs to talk to her mother about that. <laughs> I feel like that just sounded really Baltimore. I feel like that was very Baltimore of me. But she do, she needs to talk to her mother about that because that's what her mother named her. Um, her mother worked a job so she is a job speaking of jobs (laughs) i'm tired of them i want to i don't ever want to do labor again listen i was in my job today when i say hiding from everybody hiding like Mm. leave me alone (laughs) in the corner literally in the back because i have my own little section anyway but i was like oh i need to be further away than normal Mm, got you what has been your favorite job in your life thus far um does like my freelancing stuff count yeah okay hosting parties is my favorite job um because i think it's just so fun to be able to like be on stage and watch the energy of the room shift and know that you're the reason like you're responsible for that if we talking like nine to fives like job 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 jobs um the college was my favorite job mm, yeah Where i was all started the friendship blossomed it bloomed um your hair is getting so long. Look at it. Bruh. Anyway, focus. All <laughs> over the place. <laughs> we both all over the place. Okay, let's get it together. Um, I would say my favorite job is also been on the college campus, not because of the work itself, but because like breaks, like spring break, Facts. summer break, winter break, and it's just more chill environment. So I really liked working in higher education, but it's also stressful, like any other job. I couldn't do it. I can imagine. I mean, I could definitely do the breaks. The breaks, yes. I couldn't imagine working in higher education. But also, like, I think when I stopped working at a college, I forgot like about holidays and stuff because you don't get President's Day and shit off like. And retail, so I'd be forgetting mm-hmm. my stuff like that. I for, I remember when I first, after working in higher ed, I went out to work at like a regular, regular place and they didn't take winter break. I'm like, what is this? This is ghetto. Wait, I, so I, I work all year? 
Oh, three six five. Mm-hmm. Y'all wildin'. It's given. It's given now. Yeah, our winter breaks was like five weeks. I was like doing oh, nothing yeah. for for a month and getting paid so, and getting paid. Yeah, that's the life. Damn, let me go back to a college. So I can't do food service though. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's your your. So both of our favorites were higher education that works um i'm gonna let you go ahead and spin into the next thing because i think this is gonna be cute the would you rather yes okay so we have three would you rathers and we just gonna go with it i don't ask me where i came up with these from but this is just how my my brain works okay so first one would you rather be a dancer or an actor i gotta answer first yeah, I'm asking you answer. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's hard. I think I would rather be a dancer. Mm, I think I would st- I think I would still like to be able to like live my dream, do something fun, still become a character, but then like still have my what's it called? Autonomy. Uh-huh, Is that how you pronounce uh-huh. it? Like Yeah, autonomy. I, I'm d- say it again. Autonomy. Yeah, you said uh, it right. Aut- okay, cuz you know I be the girls be telling me I'm a little <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like when I was young, I really thought that I wanted to be famous, but I really just wanted to do something that I love. So I would love mm-hmm. to be able to do something that I love, but still like not be invisible, but like I attract enough attention regularly. Mm-hmm. I don't need any additional attention. Okay, let them know. I'm already famous, bitch. I don't. All right, I that's don't, not what I meant. That's not what I meant. What would you rather <laughs> I'm a, be? I'm already popping. Um, I would agree. I would rather be a dancer for the same reasons. Like, I still want to be able to go to the grocery store, or and or like go bowling, and people will be like, "This regular regular bitch." But whole time, I'm a really bomb ass dancer. You know. Yes. So I feel that actor is is too much hype. You know, I need to be able to live my life. Second, would you rather be an astronaut or a pirate? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I would rather be a pirate because when they be shooting bitches up in the space, they'll be coming back. First of all, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. number two. Pirates are just like badass. Like I just exactly. feel like you think of a pirate. Like I will roll up on you with my hook. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get this money, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna sail away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think being a um being an astronomical that involves too much. Yeah, it's too much risk. Like too much. I mean. Not to say that being a pirate is not risky because, you know, pirates get scurvy. I don't know what that is, but I heard that they get scurvy and stuff. And <laughs> hey, yo, hold and on. on top of that, wait, on top of that, the seas be rough sometimes. So, like, if you're not a good swimmer, you might die. And I don't want to drown. I feel like drowning is the worst way to go. Ew. So scurvy is a disease caused by deficiency of vitamin C characterized by swollen bleeding gums in the opening of a previously healed wound. That is fucking disgusting. And I agree, drowning is the worst way to go. So like 
And like, I want, um, if I'm a pirate, I want to be like the best pirate and like nothing bad ever happens to me. Like I'm just out here still in people's loot. That, okay. But like, you, know? you can't have both. What do you mean? <laughs> I feel like if you want to be a pirate, you have to take all of the risks that comes with it. Are you mm. just saying that you're going to work to be the illest pirate? Like Yeah, like nobody's going to want to fuck with me. Like everybody's going to be cool with me, even though I take their money. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be chill. I don't think that's how that works. It's going to be chill. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be, in a, a, be an assassin or a diplomat? Ooh, uh, I'm definitely 1000% taking an assassin. Yes. Because that's just like, to be, to be honest, like if the government wasn't corrupt, I would, I would like totally be like a detective because you already know how I am about like solving Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But I feel like to be an assassin, it's like on the other side. Like, y'all looking for me, but I know how to outsmart you. Mm-hmm. Now I want to, okay, so now I take it back. I want to be an actor so I can act like an assassin. Oh my goodness. No, it's no good backsies. Okay, well then I'm going to take an acting role as an assassin. Whatever. Anyway, I would be an assassin and I've always wanted to be an assassin. So that's oh. why I came up with that question. Scratch it so, from the Judge. So, <laughs> so when I was younger, we had a career day, but it wasn't even that much younger. Like I was in high school and <laughs> that person was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my ass confident as fuck was like, I want to be an assassin because I'm like, how badass? And I know that's so fucked up. Like, you know, just going around killing people. But like in my head, Whoa. it was like the coolest shit ever. Okay. And so... Not what that was I everybody's <laughs> face when you said that? They was like, this bitch is wild. <laughs> Stay away from this bitch. And absolutely right. Stay away from me. Don't want to be your friend. So it was perfect, you know? So I really always think back to that moment and it makes me want to like be an assassin, but like not really because I don't actually want to kill people on a regular, regular basis. It's just like the thrill of everything. Yes. It's like, it seems like a very interesting life like a adrenaline rushed life and that's that's the part that speaks to me but yeah I got up confident as ever and everybody just looked around like yep this gonna be that one this is gonna be that one but you know what you don't have a lot of the characteristics of like shooters I don't I, I'm One major sure. characteristic is missing. Um, what? What's the major characteristic? Your skin color. Um, <laughs> and that's that on that period. Yeah. And let's, let's go ahead and move on before we get canceled or something. <laughs> or somebody start coming for us. These motherfuckers. Yeah, because my mouth been real wild lately because I ain't had to be in front of a microphone as much. All right, so obviously we are talking about, like we said earlier, the city girl's a job. I don't work a job, but I am a job. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a great conversation for us to have because we both do these things is navigating work and like us still being independent creatives. So mm-hmm. what does that look like? Well, first of all, for people who don't know, like if you don't mind what like area of 
what area do you work in? And then what is your entrepreneur area? And then how do you navigate those? Yeah. Oh, you. First of all, great wording of the question. Okay. Thank you. I like to thank one of our writers, Tommy. <laughs> they did that. They did. That. Um. So what I do nine to five is I work in the movement space. I don't know why I'm doing this. Nobody can see it, but I work in the movement space um, currently. Um, and in that role, I am. Define for people who don't know the movement space. So I'm, you know, supporting organizations on the ground, uh, particularly Black-led organizations on the ground doing work for Black liberation, abolishing um, the prison system, patriarchal violence, et cetera, et cetera. All that good jazz is a part of the work that I do to a degree. Um, I the mostly- social movements. Yeah, social movements. There we go. I don't know what, I'm just so used to saying movements. No, no, no. Um, I just feel like people were going to think that you was like a Zumba instructor. <laughs> like, I mean, when you hear movements- been. I think that's what people would think. They would think more dance. Oh, yeah. No, I don't do that. Um, So I do that full time and I play more of like the supporting role. So like a lot of admin um, and connecting the dots, making sure shit gets done in the background. And so I really like that work. I think it's important and I value that work a lot. Um, And it's also like taught me a whole bunch. On the flip side, I do similar work in my... (laughs) And in my like own practice. So I have my own um, organization called I3 and we are working towards creating an equitable society for LGBTQ folks in the workplace specifically because we spend most of our time there. And so that looks like we have like three buckets of work. So that's workshops, that's um, research and strategic planning. And so having a nine to five and trying to have your own business is like horrible, (laughs) horrible. Like, and that's the only way I can describe it. It's like, it's always something to do. It's always something to do. And it's never enough time for you also to manage sleep relationships. Um, and just like overall, like care for yourself and so you just find yourself always going and never resting. And then when you are resting, you're like, what the fuck? Why am I, I doing this? Yeah. I should be working. Like right now I'm on medical leave and literally I'm like, I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels very hard to just Crazy. sit down, even though like my body is like, you actually need to chill, you know? And so... It's just, it's just very challenging, especially when you have to do everything yourself on the entrepreneur side. And so like, I find myself having to be my social media expert, my marketer, my brand ambassador, my like everything. Like I have to do my billing and things like that and make sure I'm keeping up with taxes. And so it's just, it's, it's a lot for one person mm-hmm. and it's really hard for me specifically personally to find people to throw down with me knowing that like in this moment in this iteration of where my business is it's not bringing in tons of money but I'm connecting with major organizations like I'm working on a project now with a major organization that does LGBTQ work 
And like, that's a big thing Mm because a lot of people don't even get that opportunity. And my little ass business is doing it. Well, my my big ass business, excuse me. My big ass business is doing it. And so like, and all by myself. And so like, yeah, those, that's what I'm doing. But I'm just trying to, I'm in this moment, I'm trying to find people who see the dream because I already know what I3 is going to be in a couple of years and five years. And I know it's going to be amazing and big. And it's just like, I need to find those people who are down for the vision. And that piece is the hard part. That piece is the hard parts because what people don't tell you is the faking, the phony, the bluffing, or just like Mm -hmm. the people scared. A lot of times people will take like a leap with a nine to five because there's a certain type of security, but they don't always like to take the leap with like someone who's an entrepreneur because they're like, oh, I don't know that there's going to be something here. Mm -hmm. And also it's like crazy thing. It's this ex this, I think it's just also this thought that entrepreneurs don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And that businesses do, but it's <laughs> wild that businesses actually don't know what they're doing either. Like well, they say they're doing like, one thing and then they just don't. Yes. Like actually nobody knows what they're doing and everyone's learning as they go. Because if that wasn't the case, they wouldn't always have to bring in experts, consultants, and things like that. So it's like this false narrative around oh, you're an entrepreneur, you don't actually know what you're doing. And it's like, I kind of do, you know, it's working for me, but- um, It's gotten me here. Yeah. But tell us about everything that you're doing, you know, (laughs) booked and busy, honey, booked and busy. (laughs) What do I do? Um, On a daily nine to five, I do visual merchandising, which for people who don't know is like window displays, so like all the banners and, and pictures and mannequins and things in the windows, I do that. So I, I style mannequins, steam and iron clothes. Um, the biggest part of my job is it's always hard to um, like phrase it. It's like department moves. So the, the specific business that I work for, we move departments like once a week. So sometimes when you go into like target and things like that like you know the mannequins are only dressed when it's like every season or something Mm -hmm. or it's like it's it's regular like shopping on rounders or things like that I work for like a specific clothing company where we change our departments like I said like once every couple weeks so the mannequins change the clothing changes the season change the trend changes um, so every day I'm going into work literally with something to work on from the time mm. I clock in to the time I clock out. Um, so that keeps me busy during the day. And then for those who don't know, um, I am a music. I hate when people be like, yeah, I'm like a da-da-da and a da-da-da and a da-da-da. But <laughs> I am a DJ, a MC, and a, a rapper. So that keeps me very busy as well. You better embrace being multi-hyphenated, Okay. I, I like being okay. multi-hyphenated, but you know how some people are like, um, I'm a model, but I also like did braids once and I also oh, like yeah. wash cars. And oh yeah, I do that too. Like, you know, you have those people who just like do everything. But that ain't you. You gotta speak, talk your shit, speak that your true. truth. That is true. You so know? I am, um, I am blessed because I really thought about it the other day. It, I used to get really 
sad <laughs> that I will watch kids that I went to high school with like getting married or like going and getting their doctorates and becoming doctors. And I'm like, I'm trying to be a rapper. Like it kind of felt crazy. And then mm -hmm. certain things started happening where I've like done the Kennedy Center and I've been in art museums and I've been on round tables for art museums for like exhibits that they're bringing in on hip hop. And just, mm. I have a name locally that people feel like to come through this city and a specific scene, like I'm a person that they should know. Um, you know, I work with an independent label to get my music released. So I definitely have been like very successful, but it feel, I think sometimes one thing you can share in common when being an entrepreneur is like, it's hard to like celebrate your wins mm -hmm. because sometimes people don't look at like how I feel is like, I think I've done, and this is no, in no way to be cocky. I think I've done a lot of successful things. And I think people around you, once you do so many successful things, it's like, they don't feel the need to like openly congratulate you as well. It's just mm -hmm. like, oh, you've done another amazing thing. So I mm -hmm. have to like fight for a long time to like remind myself like, no, you're still doing great. Like you're worth it. Da, 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 da. I think that's like a big entrepreneur thing as well because people are like, okay, you got it. You know, you're good. I don't need to remind you, but mm -hmm. it's always good to remind people that they're doing good. Yeah, it is. Entrepreneurship is a lonely ass game. No, for real. Like people, you have to have some grit to be an entrepreneur and not saying that every day is going to be like amazing. Some days are shit. Some days are like, I want to, I don't want to do this no more. Some days you're not even working on your, your craft, like, because you have like hit a, hit a, hit a little bottom. Mm -hmm. And so you need to just like, let it go. Um, and I've noticed like, it's just really difficult because like, you don't really even have mentors. Like you have people out here doing similar work, but nobody mentoring is not a thing that exists. Mm -mm. Like nobody is really like, oh, I see you. I'm an investing you. I'm, and not even talking mon monetarily always, but just even like opportunity, yeah. space, encouragement. It's like, Nobody wants to congratulate you until you've had these successes over and over and over and over again. And then it's like no way to ignore how popping you are. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, dang, I got to get that point to people to see the potential or people to want to invest. And then that part's annoying, especially when you hear like, I know you've heard this. We talked about this before about always hearing people say like, oh, you're going to make it. You're yep. you're so amazing. You're so great. Like, I'm tired of hearing that. If you think I'm so amazing and so great, help me out. So I, I don't have to go through these obstacles. Like I I really hit a, a, a head because I'm like, I'm tired of people telling me how great I am and how, oh, they just see just so much greatness in me. But D don't throw me a bone for nothing no, <laughs> so for I'm real. just like what and people don't even realize like it could be something small it's not like you don't need to give me fifty thousand dollars just like sitting me down and being like hey don't make this mistake like yeah. even something like that can be helpful and I was having this conversation not too long ago and I think we talked about it as well with music it's like I sit in there's times where I sit in rooms with people where I help them on things creatively um whether it be like stage direction or like creative direction, photo shoots, videos, like I've had my hands 
in the pot with other people mm-hmm. and it always is like it hurts a little when it's like you're in rooms mm-hmm. and you're working with cis people and you see the money that's willing to be poured into individuals and then you're in a room full of people who are like oh you're so talented this couldn't have happened without you da 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 we mm-hmm. appreciate you so much and they have the resources to help you but they don't because like right they don't want to take the they don't want to take the bet on the queer artists it's like mm-hmm. mm, i don't know if i can make a um like income off of this so i don't know if i see a return on investment but especially as like black queer people we're so resourceful on our own you don't gotta do you don't have to market me i just bring the money and the resources and the context mm-hmm. i can tell you what i need to do um mm-hmm. but yeah we don't get a lot of those chances so that's a lot of like entrepreneur as well it's like you're not we're not getting the help from people and that's like a that could be a hard pill to swallow sometimes it is and someone recently told me um like you can't depend on anyone for your growth and I was like true true personal (laughs) growth no like professional growth yes you can well you can't depend on people but yeah distance from people Mm -hmm. but I just was like that piece was like dang like I really am out here on my own in, in many ways and it's like even like I see a lot of like gatekeeping of, of information, of resources. And it's like the scarcity mindset got motherfuckers in a chokehold. No, for in, real. In a chokehold, okay? Everyone's afraid that it won't be enough for them. And it's like, you you can you cannot eat for a couple of days. You'll be good. But also it's, and I thought of that, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said about people not mentoring anymore. And it's not even that like, you can still eat. It's like, we serve different communities. So Mm -hmm. even like if you taught me to do something and you have like contacts and you put me in contact with somebody that you, if you did an amazing event with this person or you have an amazing relationship, what I'm doing isn't threatening because you already have a rapport built. Exactly. But there may be another opportunity where you can't do it or you're already booked with them and then mm-hmm. you could toss that to me. But yeah, people mm-hmm. do have this mindset where it's like, I'm just going to keep it all to myself. And that's always been weird to me. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Especially because it'd be like the same people who say like, oh, you're great. You're this. Mm-hmm. But then don't, but don't pass you the, I don't know how sports work, the alley-oop or the applesauce. Yeah, it's the alley-oop. The <laughs> I do, you said or what? I said the applesauce, the alley-oop, the whatever paper. Sauce. I don't know. You know, it's definitely the alley oop. You know, I'm not into sports. Me either, (laughs) but you know, I feel like I did. Okay, so me being the well-rounded individual that I am, (laughs) I did used to manage girls basketball in high school. So Mm -hmm. I know what an alley oop is, and I know a backcourt violation, and I know what a travel is. So I'm oh, I know what a travel is too. I basically could work for ESPN. I had to think about it. I was about to say CNN, definitely yeah. ESPN. Um, so like <laughs> talking about this thing with jobs, like I do have like one last question before we get like off of all of this. How do you feel about like the narrative that jobs have been creating, especially after COVID, of like really drilling productivity? and labor in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 
I think we, I always, I feel like I always say, I think we've talked about this. We talk a lot about like different stuff, y'all. Like we're always having conversations about just like life. And so like, um, in our conversations, I was, I think the impact of COVID has allowed people to feel more ease around like labor and being like, okay, I really can have the life that I want. But I think big companies and organizations are like, oh, you at home not being productive. I know they want to clock every hour that you're doing. Oh, like I I heard of like different things that can tell if you're working on your computer or not to track your hours. I'm like, y'all, like the surveillance that folks want to in the in the control that people want to have over your time is wild to me it's like as long as i'm meeting deadlines what does it matter what does it matter what i'm doing because i know where the cameras are in my job but when i need to take a little breaky break i take a little (laughs) breaky break and i might take a little breaky break before my breaky break okay but But guess what i'm gonna still finish okay exactly i'm gonna still finish and it's still gonna be a plus and I feel like I see this a lot, especially in the role that I'm in now. Um, To be like a visual merchandiser for the company that I work for, you have to have eight weeks of training, just visual training. You have to have eight weeks of training. So in that training, you kind of learn the ropes. You learn of like what a department manager does. You learn what the supervisors do. You learn what the managers do. You learn what the store leader does. Mm -hmm. So we can flop into any roles there's been like an instance this week where I was down a team member and everybody was like, yeah, sorry, we can't really jump in to help you because we don't know how to do your job. Um, but then they also can't do their jobs. So it's like my job expects me to do my job and then pick up for the slack of the other people instead of holding them accountable mm-hmm. for not like meeting their deadlines or performing the way that they're supposed to. And that's always crazy to me because there's definitely like a high standard in my job for people mm-hmm. in my position, but everybody else kind of like falls by the wayside. And that's the thing. Do not fuck around and be bombing shit out at your job and Terrible. be a black, nope. a black queer person because all they're going to do is tell you, oh, you're great. You're this, you're this. You check all these boxes, but we're not going to promote you. We're not going to give, give you, you more, more money. money. We're not like, but we want you to still keep operating at this level. And I'm like, what in the white supremacy? No, okay? that's definitely like what I'm dealing with right now. We just had like our annual reviews and a point system that we get judged for on our annual reviews determine our raise it like Mm -hmm. formats it into a dollar amount i got judged off of being in my role for two months at the time because it was Mm -hmm. last year so the performance and the work ethic that i've exhibited over the past six months of my job do not come into question it only comes down to two months at the end of last year how i performed determines how much money I get and it's crazy because there's been times where it's like I've thrown in for other managers I've worked Mm -hmm. 15 16 hour shifts straight like covered for other people like in I don't get any money and I get to watch other people get paid more money than me and they can't do their job and they've admitted that they can't do their job Mm -hmm. so shout out to health insurance it's the only reason I'm still employed by um everybody else yeah and it's just it's just weird because you see people who have like I guess in some ways like either they're white or they have social capital um with people or you know and so therefore these are the folks that are getting promoted and getting access to things when it's like they're not even doing the work 
and you're just like, you can't even respond to an email. How you get to make six figures? Listen, <laughs> it, it just it don't make sense. And that, but you want me to support you in doing all this. And I also like going back to this conversation around like productivity. It's like productivity in itself is white supremacy. It's it's a way. It's a chain. I'm doing this like life coaching. Okay. And she talks about like chains and how basically the systems of society have made us think that productivity is the only way to exist. If you're not mm-hmm. being productive, you're not being anything, you're not important, you're not enough. No, and sure. so it also like trickles down into like, like I said, I'm awful, like I'm on medical leave and I'm still obsessing over productivity. And it's like, I don't want to live that life for real, for real. Yeah. And so like how it's just really hard to navigate when you need money. And like that's the thing. Like, like y'all see how crazy I am. It's not just because I choose to be crazy. It's also because I need that money. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. my schedule looks the way it looks. Because everybody knows yeah. what my schedule is lately. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. And I, I, last year I was working at least four different jobs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that to myself this year. Like, I'm going to relax. And now it's just like, I'm broke. I'm broke. What I told myself, like, because I was still in therapy in the beginning of the pandemic. And my therapist at the time was like, what do you like to do? Mm -hmm. Um, Shout out to Baltimore City if you hear the uh, cop cornerback. He was like, what do you like to do? And I was like, you know, I really don't know. Like I put Mm -hmm. so much of myself into my work, whether it be my nine to five or my creative work Mm -hmm. that I don't do anything outside of that. And I promised myself, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to have a life. Um, But then when things open back up, it's like, I don't have a clear weekend until like Mm -hmm. July. So it's like, I fell back into the same thing of saying like, okay, I'm not going to do this. But then I went back and did it. But it's also because it's hard for me to say no, because I enjoy DJing and performing and hosting so much that it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like work. But I also have to remind myself, although mentally it doesn't feel like work, physically my body is reacting to it as work. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have to find that balance again of like telling myself, okay, I'm going to take this whole week off in this month and like sticking to it Mm -hmm. because I don't do that. Yeah. That piece is hard. It's just like, we were going to move, but I'm like, we can't afford to move actually. Like rent is for a one bedroom is 2,300. Rent too high, gas too high, food too high. Only thing that's not high enough is me. To deal with all the bullshit. So it's like these companies be thinking that, oh, well, we're paying you a good wage. You're not, by whose standard? I don't, I don't live in fucking, I don't fucking live in Florida. No, no shade. No shade. Like, this is not a livable wage for me. But they be like, oh, but, you know, just go ahead and get another job, you know, add on. Why do I don't want to work all the time? And also, am I even physically, like, capable of doing this? Right, right. Like, Also, I have my- a life. So can my life, can my life withstand another job? No, but you know what? If money don't start to come into me, like I'm manifesting, might have to get another job. 
So basically, you can run up in a bank. Don't get me. Don't even get me. You know this is being recorded. We we this meeting is now being recorded. <laughs> when we say run up in the bank, we mean go in and you know make and a cash deposit. a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash a check. Yeah. Cash yeah. A, that's exactly like Forrest Gump into mm-hmm. the bank. That is exactly mm-hmm. what I meant. And I think it is now time for me to shut the hell up. So would you like to go ahead and lead <laughs> us out for today? Okay, leading us out, last question that I'm going to hit you with. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone listening about, like, going after your dreams, but also being true to who you are? The biggest thing I can tell you, 100%, is never stop, but always be real with yourself. I think the biggest thing for me is that I was real with myself, which allowed me to be in spaces with people like there's people who I call friends with who I can or who I'm friends with that I call friends and I can call and ask for advice, who are people who I used to beg to put me on shows. And they Mm. were like, "Mm, you need to keep working. So I constantly, 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 constantly sharpen my skill. And that's what gets you from being a fan to being like next to people in my my specific position. But Mm. I think you should always keep working. Always want to sharpen your skill. Um, Always be real with yourself. But the most important thing that I'm going to say is never compromise your character. Mm-hmm. There's there's been multiple times where I have there has been big gigs I have backed out of because I didn't like certain people I didn't like the way certain people did things involved people who had allegations against them people who had like did things to people that I knew for fact I I would remove myself from situations and I would always hear people around me say like you know people are gonna start like not wanting to book you it never changed my bookings. So um, always, always stay true to, to your calling and your purpose and what it is that you want to bring into a world and bring into a space. Because with creating that, people know that I strive to have a safe environment where I go. So if somebody is doing some dumb shit, they'd be like, all right, you know, we can't pull that there. So mm-hmm. just be real with yourself and always be true. Yes. Oh, I echo that. I think that is true for in any in any entrepreneurial role is like you have to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. People are gonna throw stuff at you, rather it be opportunities, feedback, criticism, but you have to be so in tune with yourself that you take what you need and leave what don't apply. And so that I part. just echo all of what you said. So on and that I- note. Oh, go ahead. Really quick, because I got to add, and being real with yourself, the biggest thing is what I had to learn with being real with myself is because you're in, when you said this, it, it, it really made me think of it. I'm in an industry where people like to criticize, but there are also people who disguise criticism as a way to break you down because mm-hmm. they recognize that you're talented in something. So that's when being real with yourself comes into play. And you can be like, okay, that's constructive criticism. And okay, they're being a hater. Facts. Real quick story. Then I'm gonna let y'all go for real. Um, literally, when I started my business, I was so hype about it. And there was this one white woman who I was like, oh, I she did similar work. And I was like, can you like, do you want to work with me on this? And she was like, oh, yeah. And so I sent her over like a lot of my stuff. And she was like, I don't like this. This doesn't make sense. Like just negative shit from like the jump. And I, and I remember in that moment feeling like, damn, 
But then like a couple of days later, I was like, I'm not about to let this white woman Mm-hmm. tell me who the fuck I am because one she doesn't have the experience knowledge or like just like life that I've lived so and whatever she she's saying is course right I say whatever she's saying is some bullshit and guess mm-hmm. what I, I, I've been booking shit okay with Period. the same materials that I send over and so it's just like you really have to be able to decipher the bullshit you know that's that, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it, y'all. We done. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We would like to thank you to for listening to another episode of Bitch What. Um, you can like, comment, subscribe. Um, let us know that you like what we're talking about. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. You can follow us on Instagram at Bitch What Podcast. If Boom. I had the ability to, if I had the ability to do so, I'd have cut your mic. But <laughs> I don't. So I am Chaotic Couture. And I'm Tommy. And we will see y'all next time on Bitch What. What? <laughs>